Why are systems important? How hard is it for you to ring up your staff and tell them you're not coming in in the morning? Will they be able to open up for you? Will it be a complete disaster when you get there two or three hours later? Will your staff be confident enough to operate the business without you? Can you sit down in your business and get a couple of hours to yourself to sit down and work on your business? Will you get constantly interrupted from your staff asking you simple questions all the time? Welcome to the Blandy Coffee Podcast. All coffee, no sugar. The original podcast dedicated to strip away the buzz, the marketing spin and the hype by getting under the hood and giving you all coffee, no sugar. The only coffee podcast show, motivating you to take action and accelerate your results with your coffee and your business by sharing tools, resources, ideas, reviews and interviews which work on getting you the biggest results by concentrating on the important small things. Now here's your host, Patrizio Blandi. Welcome to the Blandy Coffee Podcast, All Coffee, No Sugar. I'm your host, Patrizia Blandy. I am also the owner and coffee roaster for Blandy Coffee. Blandycoffee.com is my website. This is where you can find more information that can help you improve your coffee and improve your coffee experience. If you enjoy this episode, please subscribe to the show. It only means that you'll be automatically notified when a new episode is available. This is episode six, how to make a consistent coffee even if you're a novice. Part 5, Systems. Ladies and gentlemen, this is the final part to the series. Well done. After this episode, you have enough information to be able to reproduce the same coffee beverage time after time. You now have all the key fundamentals that will give you the 80% of the results. I want to get stuck straight into this topic about systems. Why are systems important? How hard is it for you to ring up your staff and tell them you're not coming in in the morning? Will they be able to open up for you? Will it be a complete disaster when you get there two or three hours later? Will your staff be confident enough to operate the business without you? Can you sit down in your business and get a couple of hours to yourself to sit down and work on your business? Will you get constantly interrupted from your staff asking you simple questions all the time? Do you have to be there all the time? because you're scared that someone's going to take off with your secrets or intellectual property from you. If you do not systemize or introduce procedures, you'll never be able to take time off your business. Systems can help you implement step-by-step procedure that will help your staff carry on without your constant input. It is also about getting the same results from all your staff, regardless of who is working. You must be able to follow set instructions to perform the task correctly. Creating systems is very important if you want to be consistent. Creating systems will eventually make your business run on its own so you can take the time off work, spend more time with your family, or if you just want to go fishing or you're sick one day, you can take some time off work. And having the system can help you sell your business later for more money because it can run on its own. And that's the main selling point when you go to sell the business. Having a business that runs on its own is now a business because you don't have to be there. So if you're not there, it's still making money for you. That's the most important thing. It will stop your staff asking you 80% of the questions of what to do and how to do it and because it will be all laid out for them in the step-by-step procedures. You'll be left with 20% which will require your input, but this will greatly reduce the weight off your shoulders. For example, if they have some time free, 
they can follow a housekeeping procedures. When they leave, they can follow their close-up procedure and that eliminates you explaining what needs to be done every time. What's this got to do with coffee? Regardless of a staff having two weeks experience or two years experience, the systems can help your staff correctly operate the coffee machine. Another advantage is, is that no matter who is operating the espresso machine at the time, they will be able to produce the same result. Repeatability can be achieved and that is perfect for a cafe situation. Using a system, you can make the same coffee shot every time. If a customer comes in the morning at peak, he should be able to expect the same coffee when he comes in the afternoon when it's really quiet. And the same is said for food as well. When customers order, it should be consistent. So what are systems? Systems are a step-by-step guide. They are put into place so that consistency and repeatability can be achieved. If you do this, it will remove errors, missteps or inconsistencies. It's very important to follow these instructions. You need to lay out each step accurately to carry out each task. So the system will automatically kick in if you have to take some time off or the morning off. The place can still run without you being there. It's about putting what you know into a logical step to do things properly once so that it can be repeated many times without repeating yourself or repeating yourself and missing steps. It's about putting the hard work in once so that it can be followed thousands of times after that. Give you a simple procedure guide for a typical cafe scenario. I want to lay out for you a typical cafe scenario. There are going to be 10 procedures. I'm going to explain in a bit more detail. I want to go through the titles first and then I'll go in a bit more detail later. Number one, arrival and leaving procedure. Number two, your opening and closing procedure. Number three, a coffee buying and product buying procedure. Number four, a customer order procedure. Number five, a coffee grinder setup and maintenance procedure. Number six, coffee machine setup and maintenance procedure. Number seven, a daily weekly routine clean procedure. Number eight, a customer service procedure. Number nine, milk and food storage and handling procedure. Number 10, employee procedure. Starting with number one, having arrival and leaving procedure. It is a step-by-step guide required when you come in first thing in the morning when you arrive at the property of the business. What needs to be done? You explain the steps you take every day. So for example, when you arrive at the property, you're going to open the door. So open the door, you turn off the alarm, then, then you turn on the lights to the kitchen area only. So you're not turning on any other lights external of the building so customers know you're there. If you're the first one to arrive, you, you don't want to say the business is open. You still need to prepare for the day. So just turn on the basic lights that you need. Turn on the coffee machine. That's just a really basic step that you will need to take when you arrive at the property. That's just a very basic scenario there. And then when you leave, it'll be turn off the coffee machine, then make sure you turn off all the gas equipment. You don't want to have burners going off, the pipe flame going off all night, wasting gas or wasting electricity for your coffee machine. Before you leave and you lock the, turn off the lights, turn on the alarm, then turn off the lights, lock the door and and you're out of there. It is a very simple step-by-step guide, but that's what it's about. It's not about making it complicated. Sometimes you're in a rush and you can miss one of those steps. You can leave the gas on by accident. If you're not in the kitchen area, you're probably at the front there starting to put the chairs and tables and 
you're in a rush and you forget to turn off the gas. If you have a checklist, they can tick off each section as they go. So if they if they come down to turn off all gas equipment, they might say, oh, okay, I'll go and have a look. So they should have a look. They can still miss it by saying, I can't be stuffed, and they'll just walk out. But if they follow them at that checklist, it gives them, okay, I better check for the gas. So they'll go and have a look. If they might see the pilot light on, they'll turn it off. That's what I mean by a checklist and a step-by-step guide, because one of these steps can be missed. And if you're repeating yourself to people, telling them what to do, you can miss one of these steps. A very simple step that can cause a fire or can cost you money by leaving things on. Then your opening and closing procedures. This is what is required before you open the doors to your customers or before you close the cook doors to your customers. You know, simple things like, you know, filling up the sugar sticks, the stirrers, the takeaway cups, have them all ready before you open the door so you're not running around looking for stock. You know, have all the food prepared. Make sure all the cooking equipment is on and warmed up. Your closing procedures could be 15 minutes before you leave, you can tell your customers, we're going to shut in 15 minutes. Would you like something else to eat or drink? That's telling your customers two things. They've got 15 minutes before they have to leave. So you're prepping them up. The other thing is you might get an extra sale. Taking the sign from the front of the shop, putting it inside, turning off the shop sign lights, off, mopping the floor, cleaning up, getting it ready for the morning. You know, maybe you want to get things done so there's not much, you don't have to spend too much time in the morning. Then you want to have coffee buying and product buying procedure. If you've listened to episode two about having fresh coffee beans, I suggested to have a system in place so you order your coffee roughly about halfway through your coffee consumption so that when you order the coffee, that coffee is roasted and it's delivered to you roughly about halfway through. So by the time you start getting onto the new stock, it's roughly about a week old. Have a checklist of all the products that you need for the for the cafe or for the business. So your staff won't forget to order something or they might have forgotten that they need to have eggs. And if you've got that checklist in front of you, going down the list, dairy products, blah, 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 and they see eggs, they go, oh yeah, yeah, I needed eggs. It reminds them or it gives them a second time to go and have a look if they've forgotten. It's very important because if you've forgotten to order something, then you'll be put into a hard situation when you're out of stock of certain things. You have to disappoint customers. We don't have that anymore um, for today. Would you like something else? So there's a bit of disappointment there. So covering and making sure that you don't forget to order stuff is very important as well. Even if you want to throw in there quantities that you should have. So for example, you have quantities that you should have per week. You know, say you should have like 10 cartons of uh, eggs, uh, 15 bags of coffee, two two bags of flour, about 4,000 takeaway cups, small and large lids. So when you go and have a look at your checklist and you check and you write down, say you've only got 1,000, you need to order 3,000 or you're halfway through. You can roughly see where you're at and you know what you need to order. Number four, customer order procedures. This is, I reckon, probably one of the most important things to have down first. It's basically a procedure how you should treat your customers. It's basically a step-by-step guide on how how to take orders from your customers so that everyone is on the same page. When someone sees something written down, everyone can understand what it means. There's no misunderstanding. For example, if someone's ordering a, a cappuccino three quarters full with one sugar with an extra shot, you can write that down and anyone that looks at it can can understand exactly at one glance what it means. So that minimizes errors. It minimizes customers getting the wrong orders and people keep asking the question, what does this mean? 
oh, what, what's that? What's that? Is that one sugar or two sugars? Or is that an extra shot? So everyone's on the same page. They look at it and they can move on quickly, do the order for the customer, give it to the customer as quickly as possible with minimal mistakes as possible as well. So that's something I would probably implement first is getting that procedure down pat. Coffee grinder setup and maintenance procedure. This is basically explaining how to maintain your coffee grinder, how to run the coffee grinder. For example, you can say, keep enough coffee beans in the hopper for no more than two hours at a time. So your coffee is always fresh. Dump the coffee grounds each time you adjust the coffee grind settings. So when you adjust the settings, you grind it and then you throw it away so you don't get that mixed grind. So you're not making shots that are not 100% because you still got that old and new grinds mixed up in there. So every time you adjust the grinder, grind it, dump it, and then grind a new fresh batch out of that. Dismantle the cleaner blades at the start or the end of each day so it keeps the blades nice and clean. Grind only what you need to use for at for that particular time. Very important. That's just basically anyone that touches the coffee grinder to grind coffee knows exactly what to do or when they're cleaning the coffee grinder, what to do. Coffee machine setup and maintenance procedures, pretty much similar to the coffee grinder situation. It's set out so that consistency can be achieved. Set out a a step-by-step procedure on how to set up the machine correctly before you have customers coming into the shop or checking the shot, say, halfway through the day to make sure that the shot is consistent, depending on your turnover of coffee. Just one quick tip, when you do do a step-by-step layout for creating the perfect shot, make sure you specify a weight of the coffee grounds required to make that perfect shot. If you've made the perfect coffee shot and you taste it and you go, this is good, you should write down how many grams it took to make that shot. And that should be a set in stone for every time you make coffee. That amount of weight of coffee has to be present every time you make a shot or when you're just in the grinder. has to be 16 grams of coffee if that was the perfect amount of coffee required to make the shot. So when you adjust the grinder, whether you go more coarser or more finer, you're going to get that exact amount of weight. Because if you're using a grinder that you press the button for one cup or two cup, works on the timer, not by weight. So that means when you're grinding the coffee and you set it more coarse and it takes five seconds to grind coffee, it means it's grinding more coffee. You're going to have a greater volume of coffee in that five seconds. If you do it more finer, you're going to have less coffee in that five seconds. So it's important to measure the coffee weight. The other thing is how to clean the machine. Make sure at the end of the day, you take out the drip tray, take out all the group heads, put them into a container overnight so they, they clean up. Every time you make a coffee, purge a system. Every time you froth milk, make sure you, you wipe down the, the spout, turn on the steam again to purge any milk that's inside the system. Just basically very simple steps there. And if you provide those steps, you are going to get consistency. You're going to have consistency with all your staff. Another thing you can set out is a, which is number seven, a daily and weekly routine clean procedure. You can set a daily clean procedure, a checklist of what needs to be cleaned every day. Then have a weekly checklist of what needs to be cleaned every week that needs to be done every week so if they go through the daily clean sheet if it's a bit of a quiet period you can get them to go and have a look at the daily clean sheet or they can just go to it themselves because they know what to do they can once they finish that they can start on the weekly clean sheet it needs to be done weekly so if they start on that it's done for the week it's it gets them something to do so 
when it's quiet, they're still doing something and you don't have to tell them. And if you're not there, it needs to be done regardless who does it. Customer service procedure. Another good one here, it's how you look after your customers. Put in there. It's probably a simple step. Always smile. Be polite. Remember your customer's name and the order. If there are problems inside the procedure, offer some suggestions on the outcomes that can be can be granted without your permission. So it's, it saves them coming to you and saying, look, the customer wants a free coffee. Can they have it? If they're unhappy about a coffee, you don't want to sit there and argue with them. Oh, I've got to ask my... Just give them the money and let them out because it looks bad on your other customers. If you if a customer's unhappy and you give them the money back, your other customers will see it. Oh, it's a bad coffee, but look, they were good enough to give the money back to the customer. So they can see that if there is a problem, it can be resolved quickly. A very important step there as well. A suggestion on how to start to remember customers' names with the order. Tell your staff, make it one of the procedures could be write down customer's name on the cup. So that number one reinforces the person's name and what they order. So if you've got a new staff, they can slowly get to learn who that person is and what they order. That's one way to get a customer's name. Just ask for the name on the cup. Milk and food storage and handling procedure. This is very very important with food and milk. If you listen to my last episode, which was the milk, I spoke about not reusing the leftover milk. You can make it a step procedure that once you froth the milk, dump the milk, clean the jug with your milk jug rinser. Don't store any leftover milk. Very important. If you get milk from your delivery man, put it straight away into the cool room. It should not be exposed to to room temperature for more than 10 minutes. As soon as they get it, bang, it should go into the cool room. The other thing is also when you have milk on top of the bench, if you're not going to use it for a while, it's a quiet period, put it back into the fridge so it can maintain a cool temperature. Put labels on food containers when you receive it or when you open containers. So you say Monday the 5th of April so you know how old that food is. Use separate cutting boards for bread, meat, chicken and vegetables. A tip is you can use different colours for a particular board. For example, a green chopping board can be used for veggies only. A brown chopping board can be used for bread. A red chopping board is for meat. A white chopping board is for chicken. And a blue one can be for fish. It's a very easy way to interpret the colour to the particular product that you're going to use. So like vegetables, green. Anyone can understand that green is like a vegetable. Brown, like bread. Bread bread is a brownie colour. White, because chicken is white. And then blue for fish is because they're in the water, blue. It's a very very easy way to interpret chopping board colour to the particular product. And you can also reinforce it by having a piece of paper where the chopping boards are, outlining what each colour does. Even if they forget it, they can clearly see it. Number 10, employee procedures. I think this is a very good thing to have for your employees. It gives them an insight of what you expect from them and what they expect from you. If you want to maintain their times, they must sign in and they must sign in and sign out with their times. You know, have a timesheet, otherwise they won't get paid for that day. Make it a rule. If they don't follow it, they'll learn. If they miss one pay, they'll make sure they'll do it next time. You know, it's not about punishing them, it's about maintaining a system. You know, you can tell them to make sure they wear black pants or a black skirt only, wearing black shoes only. So there's no misinterpretation of the rules. If they're wearing blue jeans, you can say, look, that's not part of our uniform. Our uniform is 
black pants or a black skirt, clearly marked out. There's no innuendos or, or misinterpretations. Must be well presented at all times. If they want to take time off or they've got something on, to give you at least two weeks notice before they want that time off or if they want to a shift swapped as well. They must respect. They must respect and treat all staff with the most respect as they can have for each other. No, no swearing, no bullying, no sexual harassment. There is any of that happening in your in your workplace. Nip it in the bud straight away because you don't want that to continue or to make a very bad working environment. Especially if you're not there, you're not seeing that. Another step you can put is if they're sick, they must bring a doctor certificate. And there must be at least an attempt to get someone to cover for their shift, if possible. If they're feeling sick the night before, give them a list of all the employees that work in a shift roster. So if someone's off, they can ring them up and say, look, I'm not feeling well. Can you cover for me tomorrow? If it fails, then that, you know, you're notified anyway within a time frame, say the day before or in the morning, and then you have to try to rectify that. It happens sometimes someone's so sick they're in hospital and they can't do that. Explain what the penalties are when something happens. You know, if someone's fighting or there is an abuse to a customer, if someone's not consistently showing up on a particular day or they're having days off or they're not notifying you that they're sick or whatever the case is, or there's drugs or alcohol involved at work, outline the penalties very clearly so they know if they do throw a punch, they're out. There's no second chance they're out. If there's complaints about their work ethic or their amount of work they do, say there's a, a review or a warning system and free strikes, you're out sort of thing. This is pretty much not hard to do. It's simple, but it's going to take you time to do it, to write up and systemize. It's all about progress, not procrastination. Just start doing it. Write down each step. You don't have time to sit on the computer to write it in the morning. If you're going to go to your business tomorrow to open up, you've got a life. Everyone's got a phone. Everyone's got a device there that you can record your voice. Start recording. Uh, At door, open lock. Turning off alarm using code 123. Turning on lights to the main area only. Turning on coffee machine now. Sweeping up, cleaning tables, turning on hot plate, putting all takeaway coffees into serving area. Do it step by step. If you don't have time to type it out, there are so many resources out there that can do it for you. And it's very cheaply now. If you go to Fiverr.com, that's F-I-V-E-R-R.com, for $5, you can get someone to type that out for you, put it into a PDF file for you. For $5, there might be like five minutes of audio. So if you've got like, say, 10 minutes or 15 minutes of audio, that's a lot of audio. That's a lot of procedures. So that's that can be all typed out for you for 15 bucks. Okay, you don't have the time, but you can outsource it. Be smart about it. There are places outside on the web that can do things for you that you don't need to do. Just concentrate on the things that you need to do only. For $5 or $10, let someone else do it. It is $5 or $10. It's not about saving that money, but it's going to take you hours or days to implement that. That's the progress. You start getting the rules in motion and getting things done. That's one way how you can do things. And it's not and it's not silly. Like, for example, I'll give you an example of, of uh, an arrival and leaving procedure, which I outlined before. It's open the lock on the door. Close the door. 
and lock the door for safety. So explain to the to the person that's coming in. They might leave the door open, but if they lock it, it's for their safety. You know, the alarm code is one, two, three, four. Turn off, turn on the lights to the inside area only. You don't want the lights to turn on on the outside area. Someone might just come in and turn all the lights on. It just eliminates them wasting electricity. Turn on the coffee machine. They forget to turn the coffee machine. It's going to take 20 minutes for that machine to warm up, to adjust it and to get to get it all ready. And if you've got customers waiting there, 20 minutes, they don't have time waiting for it. Very important. You can miss these steps. It can be costly. And if you're not there, you won't see it. You'll see it. You'll just get customers not coming back. And you're wondering why your cash turnover is getting less and less. It's because little things like that can make customers unhappy. That's one example of what you can do. I can understand how can these systems be a barista making coffees. If you've got a a gun barista in the morning making coffees, there's no way that someone being there for two weeks is going to make the same coffee. But it's not about making the same coffee at the same speed. It's about making the coffee at least 80% as good as what a barista can do. And you can achieve that if you listen to the previous episodes I've outlined and how to do that. Set it out in that step-by-step guide. You don't have the time to do it. There are many different ways you can put this into place. And like I said, there are places on the web that they can offer you services, amazing services out there that transcribe the audio that you do into a document, a PDF file that you could print off, one hard copy there available. A new employee comes, bang, fire them off an email, employee rights procedure. They get that straight away, they know it, and it's there. They don't have to print it off or anything. They get it. They can read it. They don't read it. It's their problem. It, you've given them a copy. It's very easy to just to, uh, download it off your hard disk and fire it off in an email. There are places like Fiverr. You can pay it very cheaply or you can go to Elance or you can even go to Odesk, places like that. The other thing is, I know you're saying, how can I trust my staff to carry out exactly what's it documented? Look, it's not going to happen overnight, especially if you just introduce the system to your workplace. It will take some time to take effect, but it's about implementing it and doing it in small steps, not big steps. So opening and closing procedure, having that set up. So what you can do is you can start off by taking the mornings off, take off two hours in the morning and then go there two, three hours later and see what's happened. If there's chaos, write down what happened, have a staff and get them to outline what happened. Was there a step there that was that they couldn't understand or it was missed or they skipped it or whatever it is or it wasn't there. So you can quickly amend it, then take an afternoon off. So then you've got the mornings and afternoon covered. So if you need to take your kids to, to school or whatever in the morning, then you can start doing that. Don't have to be in the business all the time. So if you implement the systems, then you can slowly, slowly, gradually take some time off work to start working on your business and, and have some time for yourself as well. Reward yourself, spend a bit more time with the kids, go fishing, go for a bike ride, whatever you like. Just have some time and reward yourself for the hard work you've put in. Otherwise, you're just going to get burnt out and you're just going to get fed up with the business. Will it be a disaster? It probably will be a disaster. Maybe it won't. You don't know. You need to try it. Like I said, it's about progress, not procrastination. Moving forward and progressing. Don't worry about it to be exactly 100%. Let it roll. 
see what happens quickly, amend it, that those problems won't happen again. You can also say, I'm going to lose customers and it's going to cost me money because customers are not going to come back if it's going to be bad. Look, if you don't take this step, you'll never get to be able to leave your business. And it's better to be 80% prepared than to throw your staff into a deep end one day when you really need them to take over, to open up the shop or to have a completely whole day to themselves. Got a relative that's sick or one of your kids is sick. You have to go to the hospital. You don't have to completely shut down your doors. It might cost you a little bit of money in the beginning, but it's good to have that because it's a, an insurance policy. If something happens, you don't have to worry about that step. You already got enough problems that time. That's one less stress on your head to worry about. And I think pretty good action steps to take on this episode is just get your iPhone or your, your mobile phone that you have. It's got a recording facility on there. Just do one thing. Go out there and what you do in the morning. What what steps have you taken? Record it. Look for someone online. Give them the audio file and get them to transcribe it in a step form. And then have a look at it. Edit it yourself. Fine tune it. Print it out and give it to all your staff. Have a meeting. Tell your staff what you're trying to do. Sometimes in the mornings I can't come in. Have a look at this. Is there anything there you don't understand? Or is there something else we need to add to it? And then give it to your staff and let them have a read of it. Let them start using it as they come in. You can still be there and just check up on things if you want to take that small step. And then try it out. Take one, take the morning off and try it out. See what happens. Take that step and you'll see some progress in moving forward to systemize your cafe there. And I think there's a lot there, but it can be done. And it can be done quickly as well and cheaply. So I hope you have enjoyed this episode. And if you believe this show has helped you in any way, if you review this show on iTunes and give it a five-star rating, if it's deserved, you will only make this show more visible to more people so it can help much more people. And that's what it's about. It's helping more people like you to achieve more in their business. And it's about reaching people that are passionate about their business like you, about making a difference to coffee and a difference to your customers' coffee experience. Thank you for joining me on this episode. I hope to see you on the next one. So bye from me and enjoy your coffee. Thank you for listening to the Blandy Coffee Podcast. All coffee, no sugar. Subscribe on iTunes to get the latest episode. Visit blandycoffee.com to get links and resources mentioned in this episode. And download the PDF which contains a full transcription of the episode. Enjoy your coffee and bye for now.